Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Joe Calderon is the author of Don't Look Back, the 343 FDNY firefighters killed on 9-11, and the fight for the truth. As an editor and as a reporter, that compelled you to write this book. Yeah, so I was an editor at the Daily News, but I was also really a reporter at the time as well. Uh, right after 9-11, as, as you know, it was all hands on deck. So, um, you know, the, the firefighters, I always felt their story wasn't fully told. And after uh, 9-11, I concentrated on them uh, when I was working at the Daily News because I had sources in the department uh, from some other stories that I had written prior to 9-11, so it was just kind of a natural uh, beat reporter reaction to uh, uh, concentrate on them. And and I remember hearing when I first heard that they had lost upwards of 300 people, those were the initial reports, and it was, you know, every every, uh, class of firefighter from a probie all the way up to the top chief's uh, leadership in the department, and it was just unbelievable to me that 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 could happen uh, even in this kind of horrific event which nobody anticipated uh, to lose that many firefighters in one day was just un- unheard of unprecedented uh and i think uh you know not not something that anyone anticipated uh, but you know firefighters firefighters don't Nobody goes to the scene of a fighter and says, "I, I you know, I, I, I want to be a hero. I'm, I'm not planning to come home tonight." Uh, they all want to. They all want to get out alive, right? That's. But that's, they uh, were dealing with something unprecedented before, right? I mean, absolutely. So no they, question they about were going it. into the unknown, correct? And yes. What, in your knowledge, research, what was lacking there? Yeah, we're that? coming up on the twenty. 20- first anniversary of 9-11 and I think you know uh, that many years later you're you're able to take sometimes a clearer look at what happened what I basically did in this book and it's a historical fiction uh, novel uh, but uh, but it's you know it's fact-based novel and what I basically did the the concept I took chapter 9 of the 9-11 commission report the 9-11 commission I think did a very good job looking at the international, the national uh, implications of 9-11, and also the city's response. And that's what was in Chapter 9. And they really detailed 
the issues uh, that the city agencies faced, and particularly the first responders, and they detailed uh, the communication problems that the firefighters had that day on their handy-talky, you know, point-to-point uh, radios. Uh, the, the fire commissioner at the time, Tom Von Essen, uh, he testified before the 9-11 commission and acknowledged that the, the radios, they worked some of the times, they didn't work all of the time. Uh, and I think that that contributed. I, th- I think it's it's fairly well documented that the uh, lack of radio communications may have contributed to the deaths of some of the firefighters. They, there were firefighters in the North Tower who apparently didn't even know that the South Tower had gone down. Uh, and and had they known that, had they gotten the Mayday call, uh, had they received it, you know. Some of them may have stayed anyway, if they were, if they thought that they could uh, help save some people. But the truth is, you know, a lot of people self-evacuated. If you were below the fire floors uh, on 9/11, most of the folks, uh, you know, got out uh, pretty much on their own. Now, there right. were lots of people who were rescued. There were lots of uh, search and rescue operations that were ongoing. Uh, no question, there were heroics that day. But also, no question, there were a lot of uh, issues, command and control issues. As you you recall, you covered it. It, it happened at a shift change. So a lot of firefighters uh, who were about to get off duty, they jumped on rigs. They commandeered MTA buses to get down to the to the biggest fire they would ever see in a generation. Uh, and as a result, maybe, you know, did you have as much control at the command center? Uh, did they really... You know, know where all these firefighters were going at any and where they were at any given moment. I think again, the 9/11 Commission report uh, kind of documented some of the challenges. Uh, so, did that, you that think though faced. that was? Did you think though that part of the 9/11 report was highlighted enough? Let's say in the public arena. Well, and that's exactly were there any changes yeah. that came as a result. Of yeah. That? Well, well, thank you because that's exactly why I wrote the book. Because because most people have not read Chapter Nine of the 9/11 Commission Report, even though it was you know I think very well done and it was uh, you know really a bipartisan effort, unlike some of the efforts that we see now, unfortunately, uh, in government. I mean, they, I think they really did their research and did a very good job. But I don't think it got enough uh, of the public's attention, uh, and, and certainly in terms of the city's response. Um, and, and yeah, so that that is that is one of the main reasons I wrote the book to try to uh, put it in a historical uh, fiction setting uh, that more people could relate to, and 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 possibly relate to the story of what happened to the firefighters and also their families. The book deals. Right. So this the, goes, yeah. this takes place within this family and their search for what happened to get some sort of understanding or at least the deal with the truth and the facts. So exactly. talk about talk about that perspective. Yeah. Well. So as you know, I mean, you you covered it. Uh, the families, uh, you know, initially the whole city was in shock and. You know all the funerals that, uh, uh, that that were ongoing throughout the city for weeks and months, really. Uh, but uh, at, at uh, slowly, some of the family uh, members uh, organized themselves and really demanded answers uh, of the city, uh, of the Giuliani administration, and the federal government and others. 
because they wanted to know more about what really happened to their loved ones and, and what were some of the challenges and some of the problems uh, that the firefighters faced. So the book, uh, again, it is historical fiction, but the book tries to capture uh, those families' efforts and their desire for justice for their uh, loved ones uh, in the FDNY who they lost. So what lessons were learned from all of this? Did protocols change? Did the technology change? Are there different ways now that they're fighting high-rise fires? Because look at all these super tall buildings now in Manhattan. There's no way you're getting up 73 stories to fight a fire. Yeah, uh, and, and I think you know even on 9-11, uh, the chiefs knew that this they were not going to put that fire out. Right? It was just too massive, and, and what they really were doing was a search and, and rescue uh, operation. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave to current reporters uh, to try to uh, figure out uh, what the city has done and hasn't done, but it, it certainly is a valid question 21, day, 21 years later uh, of whether uh, the city has made advances. You know, back on 9-11, the, the, the uh, NYPD had their radio system, and it's different than the FDNY. Right. And there were questions about whether or not uh, transit in, always had a problem. And, yeah, and, 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 and right. questions on 9/11 whether the whether the NYPD, the information they had, as you recall, they had helicopters up. The NYPD had their helicopters up. Uh, they were seeing that the towers were unstable. Did that information make it to the? Uh, fire command center. I think. I think not. I think it's pretty clear that a lot of that information didn't get there. So you know, even the interoperability between the two departments, uh, you know, I think that's a, a valid question for uh, for examination. Now, this is 21 years later. Uh, you know, we just talked about the Tribute Center closing. Uh, do they still have an? outlets for their grief you know, I, I think based that, on your characters you know yeah, I, what else I, I think how, they, how they deal the 9-11 families and the 9-11 community have shown that they are a very powerful uh group uh the, the memory of 9-11 is still seared in all of our collective memories they have uh i think done an excellent job organizing around the issue of benefits for uh, first responders who went down to the pile, worked on the pile, and then came down with various cancers and other illnesses. Uh, they have pushed Congress uh, successfully to get funding. Um, they, they are a potent uh, community, and I, I don't, you know, I don't think they're just going to be going away anytime soon. I think, mm -hmm. I think they've uh, they, they've been able to make their voices heard. Um, and and this book is an attempt to again amplify uh, you know some of the sacrifices that not only the firefighters made but that their families made as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.